better. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Spice Rack Pod. My name is Emily. And I'm Savannah. And we talk about all things spice when in terms of reading, not like cilantro, oregano, (laughs) but spice when it comes to books. And this week, we are going to be covering Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. So Savannah, how are you doing today? I am thriving. The sun is out. I'm living my best life. But yeah, I'm, that is like, it's hot girl summer officially. I feel like, like I have declared that it is summertime. I'm ready to like be out in the sunshine. I'm ready to drink in public. Like those are all of the feelings that I'm having. No, it's honestly the best. I was driving today and the window was down, like the sun and the wind. It was absolutely oh, perfect. Incredible. You know, I have a sunroof. I'm like that yeah. bitch. I have a sunroof. And like, I love getting in the car, putting the sunroof down. Perfect. It's the best. How are you? I'm good. I must say since the last podcast, since we recorded, I've gotten targeted ads for Facebook dating for Bumble, for Bumble, Tinder, and Hinge. No, you have not. No, but I literally went on to Facebook today. I was like, it literally was like, join like the 20,000 people who like logged into Facebook dating. So um, these targeted ads are getting too specific. Well, now, Emily, are you going to do it? No. <laughs> Why? Not Facebook dating. Listen, my mom has a friend. She just met a very sweet boyfriend on Facebook dating. They're like moving in together. No, I'm too scared. <laughs> oh, we haven't gotten any emails about potential suitors for you. No, so I haven't gotten any. Maybe we should make business cards. <laughs> <laughs> No, we should put like a QR code together and put it at bar, like a sticker. We can sticker it at bars. Excellent. Of, like, please date Emily and a little QR code with an application. And when the kids ask their father, how did you meet the mother? <laughs> you like, it was a QR <laughs> That is so funny that you're getting targeted on. Thank you for sharing that with me. <laughs> but other than that, the weather's nice. Um, drink some iced coffee today. I just have no complaints. Oh, we're thriving. We really I will are. say too, this has been such a good week and maybe we're just like on this high of fame. Like, I think that's what is happening to us is that we just feel so famous. So if you listened and you reached out to us and listened last week, thank you. It has made us really happy. Definitely. I did have some tears yesterday. I was just really happy. So thank you. When LJ Shin commented on that <laughs> post, I lost my mind lost my mind I printed it out <laughs> like I'm gonna <laughs> like put that in, like my memory <laughs> you should on the vision board exactly <laughs> I, was so like, yeah, we're just... cel- I was like we're celebs blue check mark we're just okay I do have- I did request verification on Instagram <laughs> they were like bitch you have 70 followers like you need to sit down <laughs> so I'm coming for you they're not ready have you been reading anything? I have. So I finished um, Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score, Tears, and The Roommate by Rosie Dannon, which was, I really liked that book. So I really liked the main character, um, Josh. And I actually liked that trope. That's like kind of the first like roommate kind of like trope that I like book that I read. And I really liked that. And then I just started The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren. I love all her books. So I have really high hopes. Okay. Roommate 
is porn stars, right? That's what that book is. Yeah. So he is like a porn star and like she's just like very like prudish it was very in- it was informative I did learn quite a lot in that but <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot from that too about the porn <laughs> I just like really liked the guy and I liked the girl too but I'm really glad that the guy got like his happy ending and he kept talking about how people in, like the adult film industry are like frowned upon but like people like keep them in business so why mm-hmm. are you like frowning upon them so I really enjoyed it Yes, I liked that book. That and I agree with you that normally you don't like the the male main character yeah. more, but I did like him a lot more than the few. Not that she was bad. I just preferred him. I liked his story. Yeah, one hundred percent. Is your um, <clears throat> slump over? Are you still in your slump? No, I'm not out of my slump. Um, I'm still reading the same book I was reading last week. It's getting good. I will say, I've been reading it and like the plot is starting to thicken. So that's good. But no, I have. I have not read. I've read like maybe a hundred pages in a week, which is nothing. And instead of reading smut, I've just been watching Jack Harlow's TikToks over and over so again. So fine. So fine. He, he is incredible. <laughs> so. And him and Lil Nas X at the Grammys fucking swinging their dicks. I was so here for it. Obsessed. What, what kind of character do you think Jack Harlow would be? I was just going to ask, I was just going to ask, do you think Jack Harlow was kinky? So I think that Jack Harlow would be kinky. 100% and then like the possessive like you're oh, like you think he'd be possessive I think so I think he'd be the type that would like watch I feel like there's to be a book about him it'd be kind of like, like a game if that makes sense like it would definitely mm-hmm. like start out as like enemies he's like messing with her so I think that is the kind of like trope that Jack Harlow would be hmm I picture him being very kinky. I don't think that he would be threatened by anything, which is sometimes hotter than being like possessive of him just being like, yeah, I don't care what you do. I don't care who you fuck, like whatever. Almost like in the Savage, Adric in the Savage, that's yeah, what I'm picturing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, but then like he ultimately like falls for the girl. Yeah, obviously. I don't want to read it if they don't fall in love. <laughs> and like Little Moth's ex can be like that friend. That's like, man, I told you you messed up again. Like, I can't just say, maybe we should just Wait, write a book. What if Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow were gay? Would you be okay with that? I would 100, read that. 100%. I would read that in a fucking heartbeat. That would almost be better than what we were describing. I would 100% read it. I feel like Jack Harlow is just like the perfect man. So. I love when authors talk about like, yeah, like this character was like we talked about Dancy Swanson last time. And so if anyone is going to write a book about Jack Harlow, please let us know that it is about him. On the flip side, though, this goes dangerously bad when it's about fucking Adam Driver. <laughs> and- <laughs> Adam Driver, the whole book. Like, don't do it if it's Adam Driver, but please do it if it's Jack Harlow and Lil Nas X. Yes. I also want to talk about what we've learned from being podcasters for officially seven days because it's been a journey I learned personally I thought any two idiots with apple headphones could make a podcast and I learned that it was quite not that simple so that's what I learned this week what did you learn this week I learned that a lot of people like spice books and that it really can be like a community like there's some people who said that they like enjoyed vicious like the podcast and I was like it's just really nice to see that there's other people who like enjoy the same stuff. Yeah, that was really cool. I think 
I don't know. Sometimes we read this and we're like innately a little nervous. So like, are people going to judge us when we post this on Instagram? Then you go to read it and they're like hardcore fucking, but it sounds like we're all into the same thing. 100%. Today we are like, I'm, uh, we mentioned earlier, we are going to be reading Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. And just to give a little bit like of an insert about Megan Brandy, she is a best-selling author and writes new doll and sports romance books. Books by Megan include the Brayshaw series, the Tender Heart series, and Badly Behaved. And today we'll be discussing Say You Swear, which is one of her standalone sports romances. It kind of like is one of those romances where football is like a component in the book, but I don't feel like football completely overwhelmed the book. It was more like brothers, teammates. And so that's kind of like the sports romance feel I got with the book. Yeah, same. It wasn't like overpowering. I think if you don't like sports, because I think sometimes if you read a sports romance and you aren't really into sports, you're kind of like, what the fuck am I doing here? But I think if you don't like football or you don't, this isn't your typical go-to, like you'd still be able to enjoy it because it takes such a backseat to the rest of the plot and the characters. Digging into the book dedication. This one is one of my favorites. And so our book dedication today is for the one who feared the fall, but dared to jump anyway. This one is for you. Such a solid dedication. Such a, I mean, it's sweet, it's concise, it's to the point. I'm such a fan. And it really, like, I feel like encompasses, like, what the plot is and, like, what the book is about. So we are going to dig in to this book. This is one of the books I can talk about for, like, days at a time. Savannah did recommend this book to me. I'm so happy because it is one of, going to be one of my top books of all time. So this book, we have Ariana and her and her friend group have been like best friends since they were born because their parents are best friends and her, their parents is like a high school graduation gift, gifts them their beach house. We have Mason that is Ariana's twin brother and he is like the most protective older brother, like kind of dictates everything that she does. Um, He's the reason that she's going to the same college as him. And then We have their best friends, Chase, Brody, and Cameron. The boys are all going to college on football scholarships, and the girls are going to the same college where um, Ariana and Cameron are going to room with each other. Ariana falls in love with Chase, which is Mason's best friend. Like, she's always had this crush on him and falls in love with him. And uh, she actually does lose her virginity to him at their beach house. And she thought that they were on the same connection, save wavelength. But the next day, he comes up and tells her that it was a mistake. So Ariana's completely distraught. She doesn't know, like, how to control, like, their friend dynamics. And at a party the next day, she meets Noah who is also on the university football team. They end up falling in love with each other. They go to the same school. They fall in love with each other. But it is really sweet because Noah waits for Ariana to realize that Chase is not the one. And so Ariana meets Noah and they fall hard with each other. Like they are head over heels, honeymoon phase. And they actually end up getting into an argument where they break up because Noah is tired of Chase trying to be the alpha male, trying to be like, why are you with Noah? Like, let's try this again. And so they take a break. And when Ariana decides to go and find Noah and like talk about what happened, her brother learns that her and Chase had sex. And that's when Chase like learned about like, it was Ariana's first time. And Ariana gets hit by a truck and loses all her memory. So all she remembers is the summer at the beach. She doesn't remember me, Noah, none of that stuff. 
when she was hit by the truck, she was pregnant. So she lost the baby. And when she woke up, she thought that the baby was Chase's baby, but Noah never left her side at the hospital. So we have this like interesting dynamic. And while she's trying to regain her memory, Chase is like, yeah, like we're dating, like takes her to the sports gala. And so Ariana is confused because she's like, I'm not feeling this way, but it all works out in the end when Ariana remembers everything and her and Noah live happily ever after. This book ruined me, <laughs> like absolutely destroyed me, sobbing in bed at 2 a.m. reading this. I was unwell. I think this is another one of those books too. You know, sometimes when you're reading, I read it on my Kindle. And the great thing about your Kindle is that it says like, oh, you're 55% of the way through. So I looked down and 55% of the way through, we've already solved all conflicts. And I was like, where is this going? And then it was like, oh, she gets hit by a truck and loses every happy memory that you have spent 55% of this book reading. And now they have to like start over. It, it just fucked with my head, fucked with my emotions so hard. No, I couldn't believe it. So I have read where she got hit and doesn't remember anything. And then I had to go do something. So I couldn't like continue reading. And I was like, okay, we have like a good two and a half hours left of this book. Like what can possibly happen? And then when she woke up and then she found out about the baby. And so her brother Mason found out first because they had the same last name. So they thought that they were together. So Mason found out first, but when she found out and she was like, Chase, we had a baby. I, my jaw dropped. I was like, I this was is not happening. I was like, Art, and Chase was like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> and Noah was like, what is happening? Like, I want you to picture yourself. You're in a, ho- you're in a hospital bed, just leaned back. You're laying there. You awake. There is the man you've been in love with since you were five, your twin brother, your bestie. And then this person who looks like a hobo because he hasn't left your side, hasn't showered, hasn't eaten, jaw were scruffy. And you're like, who the fuck is this person? And you find out that you lost the baby and you're immediately like, oh my God, I fell in love with Chase and we had sex. I just, I can't. No, I don't know how Noah didn't punch a wall. And it was really sad because Ariana, like I mentioned, like all she wanted to do was be a mom. So if this happened and then at the same time as the accident, I was just like, I, I just need a little bit of time to digest. I was like, I thought this was like a college romance, but I do really like those kind of books though. Like I, there's no way I could have projected this storyline. Yeah. 100%. I could have never guessed at any point. I had no clue what was coming next. And I liked that a lot, even though I did, it was traumatic. Like this book was emotionally taxing but it was such a good story and I fell in love with all of the characters and I feel like Ariana was so relatable and that's what I liked the most about her we write these female main characters and they are beautiful and they turn every head and they have tiny little flaws but then they work on them right like she I think was really relatable as a young woman trying to figure out who she is She has her flaws. She has days where she doesn't want to leave the house and just doesn't want to talk to anybody. And so I thought that she was such a relatable character. And like, how many of us like have cried over the guy that like took our virginity? Like that was just like stuff like where like you thought you were on one wavelength and then they were on a different one. I could definitely relate to -hmm. that. And then another big part of this book that I really liked was Noah's mom. So Noah's mom was in like a long-term care facility because she had two strokes 
And she was like holding on, holding on. Like she was like living a lot longer than they told her, but like she was waiting to meet Ariana and see that Noah will not be alone. And so when her and Ariana really got to bond, her mom knew that that was it for Noah, like passed away, but she was able to pass away with a happy heart, like knowing that like Noah will be okay. Yes. So like, I want you to think about this, that you're reading this book and she gets in this accident and she loses all of her memories and Noah, she has no idea really who Noah is or that they've like kind of created this life together and have this like really beautiful relationship. So he's going through it. And then his freaking mom dies on like Christmas, right? Like, isn't this all happening at like Christmas day? Yeah. And she's going to the funeral and she doesn't like understand why she's going to the funeral. That part made me sob. And then another part that made me sob was because Noah plays football when he had the baby football and that said baby Riley on it. That would have been like their baby's football. I like lost it. I I was like, I'm just too much of a mess. Like this is just, this book broke me. And there are so many little pieces too. Like there were a lot of side plots invested in this one larger plot. And so a lot was going on. Like, I don't feel like this is a book where you like read it. I read it two months ago and I still vividly remember what happened. There are books I read and then 20 minutes later, I'm like, I couldn't tell you that character's name, what happened. So it sticks with you because even though there's a lot going on, it all is like necessary and it adds to like the richness of the story. I think so too. I think another reason why I connect with this book, it kind of reminds me of like our college experience, like minus the big accident, but like all of our like friends being close together, we, we ate meals weekly together, always having each other's back, being with each other through heartache. So it was just something that could, it's just like one of those very relatable books where like, I can like see myself as being one of these characters. Yes. I also really related to Ariana is like a human Shazam. Like anytime that you say something to her, she can connect it to a song, which is something that I do in my brain all the time. And that was really relatable. I don't know that I've ever seen a main character do that in a book, but I was like, wow, I do this in my brain too. So that's nice. Yeah. And it's like one of those like quirky like traits of hers, but like it was a way that her and like Noah could connect because like he was spending the whole book trying to like stump her. And so um, I just thought that that was really cute. Yeah. And I think that Ariana was quirky, but a lot of times when we talk about like, oh, like I'm quirky, you know, it's like, oh, I eat pizza, you know, like stupid things that we have made like quirky, but they're not really, they're not really weird or different things about you. It's just something that you say to like, feel cool, I guess. Yeah. She was like genuinely quirky, but she was still likable and she was still pretty normal, but just had like a very distinct personality. And I really liked that about her. I do too. I'm let me just say I am very happy that I don't have to ever like be in love with my brother's best friend. <laughs> like I'm just very happy because I th- it just gets too messy. So I am very happy that's a problem that I will never have because it's just it always leads to like heartache and sadness. Why do you say that? Because David's so much younger. Yeah, he's eight years younger than me. Emily, you can be a cougar. No. (laughs) Why are you acting like this is totally out of the realm of possible? I mean, it is now, but in like 10 years, you could totally be a cougar. You don't think so? I'd rather have like, it be like the other white age gap. I mean, that's, that's valid. I prefer that too. So you wouldn't set your Facebook dating profile younger? (laughs) No, I would have it at 24. So like four months younger than I am now. So like 30. 
Hmm. I will say the brother in this, he was a little too protective for me. He was kind of overbearing. Like I, and I really thought even though they were going to the same college because she didn't want him to miss home, that he would let her have like a little bit. She sat and did her homework at his practice, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's college. They have this big school. You can still go find like your own way. But I feel like he did not want her to like grow up. But I feel like even that's relatable. Like the first year of college, you, you're so, it's so embarrassing the things that you do. So like they were still going to practice like you would at a high school. We don't do this in this phase of life. You no. kind of have to like grow out of some of these things. And it was cool to see that they did. Like, yeah, and I'm like was... happy. Like she stood up to Mason and be like, I'm an adult. Yes. I can yes. make these decisions. Yeah. And I, I think that's why it's so relatable. It was such a relatable experience of her being so naive, being in such an overprotective environment, going away to school losing her virginity, being super depressed, not wanting to do anything the first two months of school, and then seeing her evolve to then, that's why it's so heartbreaking to then fucking get hit by a car and lose all of this progress that she had made. And she's walked back like 20 steps and you have to watch her go back through it. Go back that way. And like, I felt so bad for Cameron, her best friend, her roommate, like Ariana was depressed. Cameron tried everything to get her out. I cannot imagine saying that happened to you or like one of my best friends. I just felt really bad for Cameron because she was kind of hitting a wall. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I think like mental health isn't depicted well in books. A lot of the times you don't see a lot of like really good depictions of anxiety and depression, but I think that it was it wasn't a positive way to show depression but it was like a realistic view and her friends were pissed like her friends were like what the fuck we haven't seen you what are you doing and I think that's such a natural reaction for an 18 year old when your friend is like going through a crisis and struggling with mental health to be like hey get it together you need to do this so let's talk about spice so I'm giving it two peppers this book gave me very much college romance spice they had the week the camping trips like mountain weekend when her and Noah like snuck away or my roommate is not home we could sneak in this way when Noah lived in the football house so I definitely think that his love language is physical touch because he's always trying to like hold her hand her shoulder and but I do think that he's like alpha like dominant especially because you always like try to have some kind of physical contact would also give it two peppers maybe one and a half peppers is more of where I'm at I will say I think that part of this was so relatable because the spice was very relatable of like the first time that you're adventuring with someone new in college this new person he's older he's like kind of telling me what to do and I'm just gonna do it because I don't fucking know any better so I enjoyed that of like they're kind of like figuring each other out figuring out each other's bodies it wasn't super possessive and it wasn't super dominating. It was very, it felt very sweet to me. Here, like, let's try this. And I want to make you happy and all of those types of things. It felt very like organic and it felt natural. Yeah. Like I like definitely got butterflies. Like, okay. Like that's really cute. Like yes, having like the coffee before class or just when they're all at like the bar at a table, just making sure like, Ariana knows Noah's there like for her and with her. Yes. I will say, though, all this spice is very sweet. That weight room scene lives rent-free, rent-free in my head. I still cannot believe that that happened. 
when I finished that scene, I was like, did this just happen? Because I think I missed the part where Chase walked in. So I had to go reread it. But I was like, Ariana. I think that that scene was top tier. It was so good. The the mirror play with the ex-boyfriend being in the room. Could you ask for anything better? No. And it's like the spur of the moment. It was just, it was spicy. I just think like overall, the spice, it was just cute, sweet. Two, one and a half, two peppers. So it was just very like college romance. I think it could have had a little bit more, mm-hmm. but. I would always say that a book could have a little more space. Like, I don't know that there is a limit. There were some scenes that like I liked, like I liked the camping. That was fine. Fucking in the woods. That's good. That's good for development. But the, there's nothing that even comes close to the weight room scene for me. Oh, you know what parts I almost forgot and it made me so upset. So after what like happened with her and Chase, when they would be watching a movie and he would try to hug her and be a little bit more, but like all their friends were there. And I was just like, Chase, what are you doing? I think that this is a good segue to get into the questions because I want to talk about how much of an asshole Chase is. And so our first question is, do you think that Chase is a bad guy or do you just think that he's misunderstood? So I think that he's in between bad guy and misunderstood because I feel like, like he truly did have feelings for Ariana, especially like when he found out that he was her first, but I feel like he was also struggling with what Ariana was struggling with. So I feel like when it happened, Chase was like, oh shit, I 1000% think that he could have handled the situation differently. And I definitely think that he should have not been such an asshole to Noah. Like, if you can't have the girl, at least Noah's nice guy is going to treat her right. So I think that he should not have been that much of an asshole, but especially when she lost her memory and he was trying to slide in, kind of going from me thinking that you're misunderstood to being a complete asshole. But he redeemed himself in the end when he was like, you need to go back to Noah. I know that. I'm not the one for you, but I don't think he was ever a good guy. I think it went from misunderstood asshole to sort of redeemable. What do you think? Okay. I think that he, I agree with you reluctantly because I do think that he's an asshole because here's the thing. He was an asshole in the beginning. I also, I hate the trope where like, she's a virgin. He's like, she was like, you can tell when someone's a virgin. I hate it when we're like, I didn't know. Like, I just It's like, like how knew. close this friend group is. Like they talk about everything. They're always together. Like, how did he not know? How did you not know? So I always question people when they're like, well, I didn't know she was a virgin. Okay. Well, I didn't know that your brain was on Mars. Cause I don't think it would be that hard to figure out. So I think he's an asshole for that. I think that I like forgive him a little. I had forgiven him up to the 55% part when she was happy and he was still being broody, but like, I get it. Like your feelings are hurt. Your pride is hurt, whatever. Where he loses me for good is when she wakes up and he plays along with this shit that they've been in a relationship and she loves him. That is where I completely lose all respect for him because he knew that she was happy and he just didn't want to let Noah have this win and like push them back together Instead, he tried to push her back towards him when he knew that that wasn't what she wanted. And I just think that was so, I think that was malicious. Like, I think that was a mean ass thing to do. I believe that he should have come to his senses sooner that he like hurt Ariana 
And I don't know if 100% that, like, even if somebody said to me, like, it was a mistake, I would never fully get over that. But I think that if he wanted his second chance, he had plenty of opportunities. But taking her from Noah, going on the date, knowing how much she, like, wanted to be a mom, having her think that that is his baby, it, it was just awful. I was just... I was really rooting for him at the beginning of the book, but I was just like, this is just mean. Yes. The beginning of the book, I thought that this was all going to be about Chase and Ariana. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm in for a brother's best friend, not knowing that I would end up hating him. And my hatred solidified at the football gala. So this football gala is this really worked up to a point in the spring. So she has the accident. Before the accident, Noah had asked her to the football gala. She'd bought this like beautiful dress. She was ready to go. Obviously accident happens. She can't even fucking remember that she knows Noah, much less that she's supposed to be going with him. So Chase asks her to the football gala, right? And Noah wins the like outstanding, he's a senior. I think he wins the like outstanding senior, like MVP award of the year. Also, Noah's not there because his mom fucking died and his girlfriend is there with some other dude because she doesn't remember him. So poor buddy is going through a lot. And the coach is like, I think the person that Noah would want to receive this on his behalf is Ariana and ask her to like come up and receive the award. And Honey is so confused. She's like, okay. So she walks up to get it. And then afterwards, she's like, Chase, why did they ask me to do that? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know. They just, maybe they just thought that because of the accident. Like, it just made me so and then angry. he pulls, and then he pulls her into dance, like in front of all his teammates. And like, the thing is like, he lived in the football house. Cameron, her best friend is dating one of Noah's like, and the brother's teammate. So like, everybody knows who Ariana is to Noah and Chase is on the team. And for him, just like pull her and like dance. I was just like, this is the most dis and Chase was at the funeral. So like he knows like what's and like you're just like fully deciding to just not care when you guys have grown up, your parents are best friends. I was like, buddy, you took it like 50,000 steps too far. Yeah, I agree. So that's I don't think that I think maybe in the beginning he was misunderstood. I think after the accident, his actions were intentionally mean and he was malicious. And I don't forgive him. And that's how I feel. He is the villain in the story. 100%. And I am fine with hating him because I think that he deserves that. As we know, when Ariana gets hit, she loses all of her memory. And Ariana decides that she doesn't want her friends to fill in her memory. And we see later on that Cameron struggles with that. But they all try to come out as a solidified group and not tell Ariana what happens. If this happened to you, would you want your friends and family to tell you what happened? I think I would. I, okay. I would want my close, close people to tell me what happened. I understand. I think from Ariana's perspective of again, waking up in this hospital room, not knowing what the fuck happened. You see these people that you've known since you were a kid. And then you see this one random person. I understand not trusting that rando that you don't remember, even though you have this solid connection with them. I get that. She was like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) I don't want you to tell me anything. But she and her brother were really close. And I would think that I would want the really close people in my life. I would trust them to tell me the truth, not just what I wanted to hear or what would make them look the best, right? And so I think that from Noah's perspective, I probably wouldn't have trusted him in that moment because I'm like, well, this is going to benefit you if I believe you. And so I don't know that I would want that, but like, I would trust that 
my close friends and my family would have my best interest in mind and they would tell me the truth and not just something that would benefit them or make them look better or like their version of the story. I 1000% would want to be filled in because I personally hate being in the unknown and I would just get so like frustrated not knowing. It's like she doesn't have her memory. I would need, even if it's not like the full full descriptive everything that happened like I, I would need a starting point I would want to know about Noah I would want to know I would want to know that the baby was not Chase's like I would want to know in her instance her um, neurologist said that she had such a hard time getting her memory back after the accident because it was linked to the trauma that she felt when Chase broke her heart after the beach incident so I feel like it would also help me heal knowing those like starting points so I would want my close friends and family to tell me. I think too, on the flip side of this, like if I'm ever in an accident and like, I tell you not to tell me something, (laughs) that's wrong. You shouldn't tell me anyways. And Cameron kind of did this in the book. Ultimately Cameron cracks and she's like, dude, I have to tell you something. And cause she finds this calendar of this like football gala date circled with like a little heart around it. She sees her dress in the closet She's completely breaking down in the dorm room and Cameron comes in and is like, are you, are you okay? And she's like, no, I don't know what the fuck happened. And Cameron's like, okay, well, I'm going against what you want at this point. And here's what really happened. You've been in love with Noah since August and you just can't remember it. Even if I like keep all the text messages, cause you learn so much like through like what you've been texting other people, even if I like, they don't tell me anything. You at least will learn so much the last message that she sent to Noah when she was looking for him to like apologize, like reconcile. So um, I understand girly girl's decision. I just could not make the yeah. same decision. Yeah. And I think it put her friends and her family in a really hard position. And so that's the part that I like struggled with of, I get that this is your choice, but you're making life so much harder for yourself and for everybody else. Listen, if, if something happens to me and I lose all my memory, show me my tweets. That's really going <laughs> to showcase where my mental state has been at my tweets and my private snapchat story those are the two (laughs) things that I want to be shown (laughs) yeah like that's the day I just could not be left in the dark okay so this I will say the first little bit of this book I was incredibly confused because all most of these people have gender neutral names and that was not good for me to comprehend so out of this friend group remember you have Mason who is the twin brother You have Chase, who is potentially misunderstood, but also potentially a giant asshole. And then you have Brody, who's kind of this like cocky side humor character. So those are the three guys in this main friend group. Who are you picking to be your man? Who would you sleep with? Hey, do I only pick one? I mean, listen, choo-choo. Like, I I, it'd be Brody. In the book, Brody's that, like, my girl, like, da-da-da-da. I think Chase is a no, because Chase would break my heart. So, like, and then Mason is just, like, a little bit too much. Like, I, I just think it would be, like, a little bit overbearing. But I think Brody, honestly, on our boyfriend pyramid, has the potential to be God tier. But oh, I think I that, like, he is that fun guy. He will, in case of an emergency, he'll rush to your side he will make like he won't hide like who you are to like other people he's like the emotional support teddy bear he gives me golden retriever energy 
they can also be like serious like alpha like at the switch so I pick Brody I also pick Brody I mean if I had the choice and I could have all three at one time I wouldn't say no like I would not turn that down but if I only had to pick one I also am gonna pick Brody he I listen I love a cocky mofo and he was so he was so confident it's so hot like it's so hot in books in real life I'm like maybe can you not but in books it's so hot and so I liked his confidence I liked that nothing really faced him he was really cool with the girls he never made anybody feel uncomfy he wasn't too protective but he like knew when he needed to step in so yes he was top tier for me I really enjoyed him and I also liked it like he was quick to call out Ariana's bullshit and like I thought that was attractive so yes I did too he was no bullshit from anybody he called out Chase he called out Mason he he literally was not afraid to call anybody out and I like that so when I finished this book the first thing I texted Savannah was I hope we get a series out of this because I loved Cameron I love Brody I feel like Cameron can have a book Brody can have a book Chase could get a redemption book I feel like that would happen and then I feel like it would end with Mason And so I really hope we do get a series out of this because I can see maybe Cameron's book is like her junior year of college. Brody is, or Mason's like senior year of college, Mm -hmm. like going like draft. And then that could happen with him and Brody maybe having both going draft, like what's next. And then Chase never found anybody in college. Maybe he runs in to somebody 10 years later that he met at one of the beach parties at the beach house okay and then, so megan megan if you need help writing this just let us know we're happy yeah, to give you a full you. list, a full full list full, of what we want have the full epilogue at the end of the last book that just like ties everything together i would want nothing more than a series out of this book Ooh, okay i like that and i would be down for a chase redemption story but i don't want it to be second i would need it to be like the last one Okay, I mentioned earlier that I have a thought about this book and I was going to tell you. Are you ready? I'm ready. This, this gives me kissing booth vibes. The beach house, the friendship, the interconnected families. I was like, this is like the kissing booth. Okay, and now I I really see it. I really see it because Noah. Noah, right, yeah. How Noah's brother reacted when he found out that like they were dating. This is very kissing booth. Just add a little bit more ice and flair. But no, I see that totally. Could you imagine? Pause. We have to talk about this. Could you imagine if they fucked in the kissing booth? I would never. I would no, probably I would- really <laughs> never recover. No, I'd lose my shit. So for people who don't know, Savannah and I, we are huge <laughs> to all the boys I love. Kissing booth. Like we those movies honestly could get an oscar in our eyes especially i think they should the kissing booth Booth trilogy is immaculate and i recently watched the third one and it left me in such despair i sobbed on my couch for 30 minutes because i was so upset with the ending anyways we could do an entire episode on the kissing booth but that's what it reminded me of the beach house the interconnected families brother's best friend kind of situation I don't know it just gave me very much kissing booth vibes but I really do think that like if we did get a series out of this it could be like something that everybody can relate to it's like watching them go through college with like you've experienced so I hope so girl hit us up we have our email 
Yeah. And now I'm like wanting to read more of her because I'm wondering, is this just how she writes? Am I going to feel this way about every book that she writes? Or is it just this? Did she just like put her whole pussy into this one? I did (laughs) go and like, I did go and add all of her books to like Goodreads, like to be read list. Yeah. As as you should. I I feel like I need to read this. A very underrated book. It came out in February. So it's still not even two months old. So if you haven't read this, be one of the first, but it is very good. And have tissues prepared. Yes, because it will ruin your soul. So, of course, we talked about Noah, how he's awesome, hot. We got to rank him in our boyfriend pyramid. So to give everybody a rundown again of the boyfriend pyramid. So at the bottom, we have soft launching on Instagram is like your height of the commitment to this man. His elbow next to your coffee is like the height of the commitment. It's not going anymore. Above that, it could have been the one right person, wrong time. And then we have white picket fence. So that is the boyfriend with the two kids and the golden retriever and the house with the red door and white picket fence. And we have God tier. God tiers, they're mm-hmm. the blueprint, the hot of the hot, like this just was God tier for both of us. Yes, I, he sure was. I am putting Noah's white picket fence. He radiates golden retriever energy. He is the man you want to have the house with the kids and the dog. He is charming, sentimental, dependable. But I think with him, you're kind of like, he doesn't give you that thrill almost. So I'm putting Noah's white picket fence. Okay, so I'm putting, if I were to place Noah strategically, he would be in between white picket fence and like, could have been the one I just feel like he this is gonna sound shitty when I say it out loud I don't know that he would be exciting enough for me in a book boyfriend for the rest of forever that's what I'm saying like he kind of doesn't have that that thrill like he's gonna work the nine to five office job Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. be that and that's okay but I just feel like on a day-to-day basis I think Noah would be a little boring he gives me high school football coach energy living in a small town like you're moving you're dedicated to moving back into this small town you're going to football games on Friday nights because he's the head coach and like that is some people's dream just not this gals yeah it's not my dream either I think that I think really like in real life like I would be lucky to have somebody like no but just like have like a little bit more like spice and flair and and I think too, like, this is very much what I want in a book partner and a real life partner. Noah is very much on par with where I'm at. So like, but I think like for book men, this is like my escapism. So I, I need a little spice. I need a little something extra. Yeah. Like the night that he got blackout drunk, drank like two handles and then slept in a hotel room. I was like, yes, Noah. More of no he's not that like perfect irons his like boxers kind of man yes he was so perfect that I would bring uh, the group average I would bring down because he would be so much higher than me and I don't know that I want that and I think that like if I was like with somebody he was so perfect I would be texting you guys every single day being like do you think he likes me like like, when is the shoe gonna drop because there's just like Yes, I would have constant anxiety that he secretly hated me. That is a very good point. So talking about our favorite characters, where we would rank Noah, I think we have to say some of our favorite quotes from this book. Personally, I think the one that really sums it up, you know, when you read a quote and it ties in the book title and you're like, ah, 
dang, there it is. So Noah says to Ariana, so next time you ask, be sure because I won't deny you again. Say you swear. This quote was sweet and it was hot. She was like waiting until he even made like their first move. As soon as she said, say you swear, like the leash was like, let go. Like I thought it was a very hot quote. Yes, it was. For someone that we just called him boring. <laughs> he was not boring in that one. <laughs> so we have another spicy quote by Noah. I'm a smart man, Juliet. He whispers the gay shopping to my lips. Only a fool would let you go once when they had you where they wanted you. Mm. Mm. Kisses. Like Give if a man more. tells me that, I'm going to propose. <laughs> he is in, is not letting you go again. I was just like. <sighs> Hot. I think too, um, the last quote that we have just kind of wraps up the feelings about Chase and kind of that in between after she lost her memories. So Ariana says, had he not been the one to hurt me from the start, I would have hurt him in a much different way because I would have still found Noah. There is no doubt in my mind. So she knows that like she and Chase were never bound to work out. It was always going to be Noah. She would have found him. And I love this idea of the person that you're supposed to be with, like you will find them. And the end, maybe if it's in a different way than you imagined, I think fate is always going to intervene. And so you will end up where you're supposed to be. And so I really like that. I think that this quote, Ariana Noah just really deserved happy endings. This was the cherry on top, the bow in the package. They found their way. They knew that like it was inevitable and that they're going to always be together. So that is it for Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. We hope that you loved it. This was honestly my first five-star read of the year, and I probably haven't had another book as good as this one so far. Yeah, it was also a five-star read. I have read some books where I can finish it and pick up a book right away, but I was just like, wow. Yes. Like, I need some, like, time. Yeah, the next three days, I was like, I wonder what Ariana would be doing right now. Like, I was thinking about them like they were my little friend. Like, I was a part of the friend group, you know? I did the same way and you're kind of just like like it's just one of those books where it's just like relatable and like and then you start like thinking about like your college experience like some stuff that happened so I really hope it's a five-star read for you guys um after you read it because it really is a good book yes and next we're reading Fixer Up by Tessa Bailey which is not it's almost the opposite of this they have a very sweet story but this book was hot like I will admit fixer Tessa Bailey writes spice like no other she is the queen and I thought fixer up was incredible so I'm so excited to talk about it I was blushing I <laughs> made the mistake of reading this book in public and um I'm very pale so at parts I was tomato red don't let the little cartoons on the cover <laughs> fool you because and uh, like we talked about last episode, it is based off of Dansby Swanson, the character. So the Braves do play today. Look him up before you read it because he's hot. He's hot in the book. So yeah. happy baseball season. Happy baseball season. Happy opening day. We're recording this on opening day. And so just thrilled to be able to talk about Fixer Up, Tessa Bailey, Dansby Swanson. I, this book, so hot. This was a five-star read for me. Yeah. For sure. It was so good. I loved everything about it. Thank you guys so very much for joining us this week. We really hope you guys enjoyed Say You Swear as much as we did and that you guys enjoyed this episode. So get your Kindles, go to your local Barnes and Noble or bookstore and get Fix Her Up by Tessa Bailey. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Give us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Spice Rack Pod. 
as a reminder, some people have a bookshelf. We have a spice rack and we're so excited to see you next week.